Are you an introverted woman who knows she's ready to lead at a higher level? Are you tired of watching less qualified coworkers get promoted above you? Do you dream of getting to the executive suite to make a bigger impact and increase your income, but the thought of forced networking and endless small talk makes you want to crawl back into bed with a good book? Well, I have amazing news. You can get to the top your way. You're invited to join me in my free masterclass, How to Get Promoted to the Executive Suite Using Your Introvert Superpowers. I'm hosting it on February 22nd at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. You'll get 90 minutes of powerful strategies to unlock your executive potential without pretending to be someone you're not or jumping from company to company. I'll be sharing the same proven strategies I use to secure four executive promotions and my clients have used too. If you're ready to ditch the doubt and claim your rightful place at the leadership table, reserve your free spot for my masterclass, how to get promoted to the executive suite using your introvert superpowers. Use the link in the show notes to sign up and I'll see you there. Hey lady leader. Welcome back to another episode of Leading Her Way. This is the podcast where we empower, support, and guide introverted women in their journey to the executive suite. I'm Dr. Nicole Bryan, and I am excited to be here once again with you today because we're talking about a topic that I feel really, really strongly about. And it's actually inspired by several conversations that I've had over the past four to six weeks with different women that I've met in various places. And since this topic kept coming up over and over and over again, it definitely made sense to bring it here to the podcast and share it with you. Now, I want to talk about and acknowledge the fact that, frankly, there are multiple ways to move your career from where you are today to the senior leader or executive level, right? There's no one way to do that. But not that withstanding of the hundreds of ways that you can get to the executive level, they all fall into one of three buckets. And those are what I wanna talk about today. The three buckets are you can wait Right? You can literally wait till somebody taps you on the shoulder or wait for the opportunity to come your way to get to the executive level or to become a senior leader. Or number two, you can position yourself. Number three is that you can make the pitch. You can make the ask to get your executive level or senior leader position. Those are the only three ways, right? There's no one path, let me just be clear, I wanna repeat that because I think it's really important. The how or the specific steps that you may take, there's hundreds if not thousands of varieties of ways that you can go about it. But all of those varieties fall under three umbrellas. You can wait for it to come to you, you can position yourself so that you are placed in the right way at the right time, to be able to get your executive level position when it becomes available, or you can make the pitch, meaning you can directly ask for the position that you are interested in. 
All right, so let's break those down because I'm sure you're thinking, okay, well, what really is the difference between those three? What really inspired me to have this conversation is that far too many women leaders, particularly those of us who are introverts, opt for number one, which is waiting. And whether we recognize it or not, because sometimes we wait unconsciously, we're not really thinking that we're waiting, but we are in fact waiting. And because so many of us are waiting, opportunities are passing us by, some that we know about and some that we don't even know about. And so I want to, I wish I could say that that wasn't a bucket, but it is a bucket. And frankly, too many of us are proactively or reactively choosing to be in that bucket. And I have said over and over again on this podcast, and I will say it until I am blue in the face or as many times as I need to say it to ensure that it, I am actually being heard. Waiting is not a career strategy. You can wait and because it feels comfortable, right? Many of us choose to wait because we don't want to make noise or we don't want to necessarily put ourselves out there or we believe in meritocracy, meaning that if we work hard enough and we work long enough, the opportunities will come to us. The truth of the matter is meritocracy is not truly a thing in corporate America. It is not truly a thing in the global corporate environment. Does your work matter? Absolutely it does. Does being able to deliver on time, on budget count? Absolutely it does. But the thing about waiting that concerns me the most is that you are literally putting the fate of your career in the hands of someone else or worse yet, in the hands of the company that you work for, not even another person. And when you do this, you lose complete control over how fast you move up into the executive level. And even sometimes complete, you lose complete control over what you're doing on a day-to-day -day basis. So waiting is not a career strategy, and it's definitely not a practice that will help you achieve your higher level career goals. Now, when we talk about positioning and pitching, both of those are proactive ways for you to take your career to the next level, right? For you to literally take control over your own career destiny, which too many of us today are actually not doing. Let's talk about positioning and let's talk about pitching. Positioning in and of itself is, you can think about it in terms of a career strategy that allows you to proactively take steps, take strategic and measured steps to ensure that you are ready for the executive level when that time comes and to ensure that the organization knows and recognizes that you are ready for the executive level when that time comes. Most times, if you are choosing to position yourself, it's not a, I'm going to get into the executive suite tomorrow. It's a longer term play. 
meaning it could be a year, three years, five years. Even I've worked with some women who are positioning themselves now for 10 years out, particularly the higher the level you go. So for example, I had a client who was a VP of finance. She had her sights set on becoming a chief financial officer, so a CFO in her organization. And she knew she wasn't ready for that role now, but she anticipated that she would be ready in maybe five to seven years. So that's what we worked on. She worked on positioning herself so that when that role was available and when she was ready for it, she could go into it. I worked with another woman who was a technology director, I believe at the time, and she was looking to get into a senior VP role, right? So that is, that was one down from her chief technology officer. And so that's what we did. She was looking to maybe move, I believe it was maybe five or six years was her runway. And so we worked on positioning herself or positioning her to be able to move into that role in that time frame. So positioning, like I said, it's more of a longer term play. I've actually worked with a client who maybe within 18 to two years. So what was what her situation was, is that she knew that her boss, who was the VP, was actually going to be leaving. She was going to be retiring. And she and the VP had spoken about whether or not, you know, the VP had contacted her to say, All right, are you interested in taking this rollover? The VP had not announced at that time that she was going to be transitioning, but she wanted to have that conversation with my client to explicitly ask, are you interested in taking this role when I am gone? And if so, here are the things that I think you should be doing. And so my client and I worked on a plan to actually get those things done and to position her so that she had support from other people. So clearly she had her boss's support, but did she have other people around her? Were other people willing to say, yes, she is the exact person we need in this VP position when the current VP departs? And that's what we worked on together. All of that is positioning. It's a longer term play. Pitching, on the other hand, is what you can imagine. So I'm sure you've heard of sales pitches. I'm sure you've heard of business pitches. And it's essentially when you put together the complete business case of why you should be getting this executive role. What that entails though, is that you would need to know exactly what you want, when you want it, and how you want to get it. And you would, it's a now action. So when you're making a pitch for a role, you are literally saying, hey, I want this role. I want these things around that role. And I want it to happen at this exact time. Pitching is a much more direct route, obviously, than positioning. And we're not even going to talk about waiting anymore because frankly, I think that should be off the table for everyone listening to this podcast. So pitching is a direct route. You are usually in a position to pitch to the exact decision makers. So in many cases, it may not be your boss who makes a decision in terms of who is or what, who will make the final decision around the role that you're interested in going into at a VP level or above. Usually, believe it or not, 
VP level or above roles are made, the decisions around those roles are made by consensus. You usually are not interviewing or talking to one person and that one person has the decision. They may have the final decision, but they are likely going to consult and involve other people in the organization with that decision-making. They will seek out other people's advice they will seek out other people's opinions on whether or not you are a good fit for that VP level or above role. In some organizations, any role that you're taking in, in management or leadership is a consensus role. And so you would need to truly understand your organization, the culture in that organization, and frankly, how they make internal recruiting decisions to best understand who the decision makers are. But 95% of the time, it's not one person who's making the decision. Other individuals have a say. But when you are making the pitch, you're usually making the pitch to the final decision maker and you are laying out your story. This is who I am. This is what I've accomplished for this organization. This is what I know about the role that I'm interested in. This is how my skill sets and my qualifications fit this role. And this is what I can do for you. That's essentially the pitch. Depending on who your, what your organization is, who you're pitching to, and why you want the role, you can color in between the lines, right? Meaning you can color, you can add other parts to your story. You can add other aspects to your pitch, knowing what is important to the person that you are talking to and what's required of that specific position. So if I can give you an example, um, I have worked with many women who have decided that they want to make a pitch. Now, you may want to make a pitch for a variety of reasons. Maybe you know that this role is going to be coming vacant like ASAP and you want to make sure that you are you are in the running for that role. Or maybe you know that uh, a new role is being created and you're like the perfect fit for this role. But maybe other people are not necessarily automatically thinking or aligning your name and your qualifications with being able to do this role. Then you would wanna make a pitch because you don't want anybody else to get ahead of you in terms of consideration for that specific role. And you wanna avoid them going outside of the organization when you have the talent and you're already there. In most cases, pitching is your best bet to ensuring that your voice is clearly heard and you are able to articulate in a way that others understand what you want and what you need out of your next role, out of getting to the executive level. Now, what many people will ask me is, well, how do I know which one I should do? Like, should I pitch or should I position myself? And I think that's a really important question. It also involves a lot of thoughtful evaluation of key factors that we've talked about previously on the podcast. So what I would encourage you to do is to really think about your career trajectory, meaning how fast you've come up through the ranks, how fast you want to continue to move throughout the ranks. That is one aspect to think about. 
The other to consider is what your company culture is like. There are some cultures or some companies who do not like or do not respond to pitches, meaning that, and I will say, I don't think you will ruin your career if you make a pitch, but if you are in an environment where you've never heard of other people pitching or making a case, a business case for their own um, you know, promotion or their own um, opportunities within the organization, then I would want you to think carefully about whether you should or if you do, how you do it, because that will make a big difference. You may be in an organization, however, where talking openly or making requests for promotions is normal. It's a part of what your organization does. And so that is something else. Your company culture is another factor that I would want you to think about when you're deciding between whether you should position yourself or whether you should do a direct pitch. Another thing to think about is your brand. How established is your leadership brand? Are you brand new to the organization, meaning you've only been there a year or two and the average tenure at your organization is like 10 years? If that's the case, then I would encourage you to really think about what you're trying to accomplish and whether or not your pitch would even be, you know, people would be receptive to your pitch. Now, if you've been there a very long time and other people have been moving up and surpassing you, um, put people that you have called your peers are now you know, moving into more senior leadership roles, then that might be an opportunity where it is right for you to leverage your brand, your established brand to make a pitch. Another factor to consider when you're decisioning between deciding, excuse me, between pitch, pitching and positioning is actually your advocates, your sponsors, your mentors within the organization. How much influence do they have? Because you will want to leverage either way, if you're positioning yourself or if you're pitching, you will want to ensure that you have support across the organization for that step that you're trying to take. So the level of influence of your advocates and your peers and your sponsors are equally important. And then finally, but not least, is actually what you've been able to deliver. So not necessarily, and I wanna be clear, distinguish, I'm gonna distinguish here about what I'm talking about, not your performance, right? Many women that I work with will always say, well, I got the highest performance rating that you know that we could get within the organization and I've gotten it for five years consistently. That is good, that is great actually. But that's not what I'm talking about when I say performance should be a factor in terms of, uh, a deciding factor in terms of uh, between positioning and pitching. When I say performance, I'm meaning what you have actually delivered for the organization, the tangible results that you have gotten for the organization is what you will want to leverage, whether you position yourself or whether you pitch yourself. And so too many of us, I see too many of us actually making a pitch or positioning ourselves without being able to clearly articulate what it is that we have done for the organization. In other words, what are our receipts? 
our receipts can't be, well, I come to work every day on time, I do my job, I, you know, I manage my team. Those are not receipts. When I say receipts and when I say performance and when I say deliver what you have delivered for the organization, I am talking about tangible metrics, things that people can measure and can point to that you have done and that it has led to increased revenue, better customer service, a better product or whatever. Those are tangible things that you are going to want to point to. So there's a ton of different factors that you will need to think through to determine whether or not you should position yourself or whether you should pitch yourself. And it's actually one of the things that we focus on as part of the On Her Rise program that I run, my group program. We walk through this because this is such a very important decision. We walk through what the business case is for you to either pitch or for you to position yourself. And in some cases we decide one or the other, depending on all of those factors that we talked about. And in some cases we actually do both. We say, hey, one or the other is not gonna work. Let's do both. Let's position you as well as make the direct pitch for you to get your executive level role, to get promoted to the next level. Okay, so what does this all mean for you? What are your next steps? The first thing I will say is if you are waiting, if you are standing by and wanting someone to come and tap you on the shoulder to tell you when the right time is to make your move or when you are most qualified to make your move, stop. You are not acting as the leader that you are if you are waiting. Move on to figure out whether you should be positioning yourself for your next level promotion into the executive suite or whether you should be making a pitch for your next promotion into the senior leadership or executive suite. And the factors that I want you to look at and think about in order to determine whether you should be pitching, positioning, or doing a combination of pitching and positioning are to look at what your strengths are. I want you to look at the career trajectory, what your career trajectory is, meaning how fast you've moving, how fast you are moving, how much time you've already put in in the company. I also want you to look at the company culture. Is it receptive to individuals making pitches for promotions? Is it acceptable to talk up proactively your accomplishments? The other factor to consider is how established is your brand? Are you known for the things that you want to be known for? Are you attracting opportunities? And then finally, I want you to think about the level of influence your advocates have. Do you even have advocates? Are people talking you up when you are not there? Taking all of those things into consideration should help you determine and decide whether you need to make a pitch, whether you need to position yourself, or whether you need to do a combination of the two. Okay, lady leaders, that's all I got for you today. Again, 
If you're waiting, stop waiting because waiting is not a career strategy. Think about the best way for you to get to the executive level or into the senior leader role is to position yourself or to make a pitch or to do both. I'll talk to you next week. Hey, lady leader. The date for my free masterclass is fast approaching. On February 22nd, I'll be sharing everything it took me over 15 years to figure out. I tried to become a senior leader many times and failed because I was focused on the wrong things. But once I learned these secrets, I was able to not only get into the executive level four different times, but also excel in those roles as well. You can too. Use the link in the show notes to sign up and find out how.